And now, welcome to The Approach with Jeremy Seaholm, Danny Finn. What is up, everybody? Welcome to a Tuesday night edition of Candlepin Corner, joined by The Approach podcast, as usual. Um, I'm Corey. Welcome to Twitch. If you're listening afterwards on any of the podcast stations, twitch.tv slash Candlepin Corner is where you'll see these podcasts live. But without further ado, let's bring in Danny Finn and Jeremy Seal, hosts of The Approach. What's up, guys? What's going on? Another beautiful Tuesday night right before Thanksgiving. Bunch of bowling on the horizon. And good night to, to be here and talk to everybody about uh, everything Candlepin with a great, great guest tonight. I, I don't want to do any more bowling right now. <laughs> all bowling. All done. He, he has been complaining nonstop since he got I have. back. I, I have. Uh, but that's fine. Uh, this isn't about good me. reason. Yeah, overrated. Yeah. Did you throw but, any seven hundreds up there, Jeremy? Uh, for like seven games, maybe. <laughs> uh, but no, it's uh, not about me today. Uh, we have a special guest. We have Allie Barber on. Allie, what's going on? Oh, nothing. How's it going? Danny, well. can, I, can I can I borrow five bucks? Yeah, no, I don't. I did bring some tickets. <laughs> So were you were you the raffle go to person for uh, worlds? Always worlds and the pro series. It's always me for the most part. I know mixed worlds. They try to share the wealth a little bit. I got roped into it at one point, so so Guaranteed. I can show up to worlds and not have to worry about running a fifty fifty. It's always me. Yep, Perfect. always look for, for my little bun everywhere. That's the one reason I didn't go. I didn't want to run a fifty fifty. You don't have to worry about it. Fine. <laughs> well, I, I, and I challenge to find anyone else that can pull more money out of anybody than. And you. I think Jeremy walked in the door for all of two seconds one day, and I was right behind him with the bucket looking for some money. And sure as he pulled his wallet out for me. Well, you didn't. First, first of all, you didn't recognize me in street clothes. Apparently, yeah, it was wow. it was really weird. I, I was very uncomfortable. I'm only used to seeing you in bowling clothes, so it was so, weird. So essentially, she went up to a stranger and asked her for asked me for money. Stranger danger is not in my vocabulary. <laughs> how how different is your street clothes from your bowling clothes? Like, what did you show up wearing? A like shirt a that didn't have my shirt. name on it. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's valid. Uh, yeah. Well, it was like Monday too, so I wasn't sure like who was there, and there was just a person I knew I didn't ask for money, so I just asked him for Faith money. I haven't seen yet today. <laughs> yeah, you're new. Uh, <laughs> just hold my hand out. It usually works pretty well. Not bad. Well, I mean, so, she well, yells at me. she yells at me too if I don't if I don't. I couldn't yell that week. I didn't have a voice. I did try, but normally I do yell. You didn't have a voice going in? Uh, yeah, I lost my voice the Friday before, and then I think I got it back like that Thursday night or something like that. So I feel like most people at Worlds probably went the other way. Yeah, I, I started it off with no voice, and I just yeah. I, mean, I didn't have to talk to many people, but it didn't. Just it didn't have happen. your hand out and a roll of tickets? And I usually, usually people see me approach, and they just pull their wallet out and don't ask questions. So <laughs> it works really well. Saves time. It does. So not to jump to the world because we can wrap that up. We want to go more into uh, what got you into bowling and everything like that. Were you a kids league bowler? I was. I think I started bowling when I was like four. I was doing yeah. the bumper league for a while. Um, I was better than my sister. So I had to quit for a while. <laughs> <laughs> and I was didn't. Was your sister older or younger? She was older. Okay, um, yeah, so she was actually in the 
the regular league and I was in the bumpers and she didn't like the fact that I was better even with the bumpers. So I had to, we quit for a while. And then my parents did 10 pin gross. And we finally came back when I was like eighth grade, I think. And where was this at? Always at a lakeside. Haven't bowled anywhere else like league wise, except for lakeside. So is that, is that basically how you get, you got your in to work there? Yeah. I, my friend asked me, I did like a wacky tournament with my mom and I hadn't bowled in years. And a girl I did the kids league with saw me, asked me to bowl on her team, started doing Saturday mornings. And then I think it was like my freshman year in high school, I came back from vacation and Tim just slid like an application over to me (laughs) and said he wanted me to work there. And then I was there for 10 and a half years after that. Just kind of like slid it across the table. It's like, here you go. Basically, it was like a business transaction, just slid it and called it a day. (laughs) Yeah, that wasn't mine and Jeremy's first interaction. I think when he first saw me, what was your reaction? What a douche. Yeah, kind of. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I I mean, I forget if it was the Celtics jersey. It had had the Celtics jersey. And it it said... Boston DeFi on the back. Boston DeFi on the back. And I'm just like, was that like his name? (laughs) Like... What what is so it? so he knew before we even had a conversation that I was a douche. I mean, hey, he went into it knowing, so yeah, at that point, exactly. But but yeah, the whole the, the whole league, I'm just like, like I, I made it's my mind league. up. There's 80 people in that league, and he sought <laughs> me out. You to be stood a out, Danny. <laughs> you did stand out. So I was like, <laughs> I'm just like, I'm not gonna like him. <laughs> and then by but of course, like by the end of the year, like we we got, I think we pulled like it. Still didn't like me, now. They were desperate for a Monday night worker, so here we are. We were bowling in the roll-offs like towards the end of the at the end of the year, and I I think that was like the first time I actually like sat down and talked to you. Yeah, and uh, Kate. Although I talked to Mary Beth, Kate's uh, Kate's mother, quite a bit. Found out you're only partially douchey. Yeah, he said, "Okay, you know, I'll I'll deal with him to be able to talk to everybody else." So. Working at Lakeside, you're working with with you know a Hall of Famer. Did did you get a lot of tips from Tim Lipkin? Um, weirdly, I don't really think I did. I think if anybody gave me more tips, it would have been Bob Greco. He was the one that no matter like even if I go now and I do a roll off or whatever, he'll stand behind me and sometimes be like, "Stop dropping your shoulder, slow your feet down." Like, yeah, I didn't really bowl too much around Tim. Um, he's if I am around him, he's just in the back heckling me like a, yeah. a father figure would which is what he was for the longest time so if anything it was it was always bobby that did anything tip wise for me i remember my first year in the acst i had to go up to lakeside to bowl anthony karen i think the first two strings i did well and then i happened to grab a ball and just turn around and tim had pulled up a chair to just sit and watch and i just started yeah. i got so nervous i was like <laughs> why, why is this hall of famer watching me it bowl and then be, I yeah it's nerve-wracking sometimes like in, I, I was in front of him for so long so like it didn't yeah bother me but like sometimes like now when i'm not around very much he'll he'll watch me and i'm like oh man watch yeah. me miss a shot and he just sits there and goes i didn't i didn't hear anything Allie. oops because yeah. I, missed, I missed it really bad <laughs> you uh you, you already hit that one okay thank you yeah yeah or he'll go down like and get the, sound of the ball hitting the curtain that very, didn't, very humble didn't exam. notice awesome or he'll watch me miss it entirely and the wood just goes that way and he just sits in the back cackling at me that's what he does so do you still bowl in a league up there at lakeside or I do. I bowl Monday nights. Um, I bowl with my mom. I've been bowling in that league, I think, like 13 years now. It's not very competitive, but it's the only time I get to see my parents. So I, I say I drive an hour up every day or every Monday to go and see them and bowl. Yeah. 
it's good to have, I mean, there's always the competitive leagues and things like that, but it's always good to have like your fun league too. Yeah. It's Um, like my family that I bowl with. I bowled on the same team for basically the entire time. And my, my teammate, Crystal, she's like a sister. She has a six year old and a two year old. And I've known those kids since before they were born. So it's just like, we're a big, it's a family that I bowl with. I love doing it. So at what point, I mean, you're, you're pretty, you're pretty good bowler. Like when, when did you start chasing roll offs or tournaments or, you know, whatnot? What year are we in 2022? I think think 2017 or 18 is when I really did anything outside of Lakeside. That wasn't like the kids States. I was always anxious to do anything. I never thought I was good enough to keep up with the the women or the other guys and it took a lot of convincing from a lot of my friends that I needed to put myself out there and actually go and participate in, in tournaments and stuff. So so did Danny bully you into Outrun the Bear? Is that what it was? Yeah. Danny got mad the first time I bowled and outrun the bear because I think my first game was like a 142. <laughs> like you weren't supposed to come in here and show everybody up on your first game. You were supposed to suck. Not. And I didn't. So he's into it. <laughs> That was my one good game that day, so that's all I had. Sorry, Danny's done that too. Never. I, first of all, I'd have to throw a good game for that to happen. <laughs> well, you did that once. That one time, yeah. That, that one time. time. That one time. I should have taken a picture too. But no, we, I, I've seen you bowling more and more um, tournaments. Like like Jeremy was saying, even out on the bear, like doing scratch, which is the scratch one's mostly guys. It's very hard to pull women into those tournaments. Um, but you're starting to put yourself out there against more of the guys. And I know, you know, Paul had asked the question, uh, Paul Grant about getting more women involved in the game. And I think overall, we've talked about this on other podcasts. It's really just a numbers game at this point. It is. Yeah. Like there's, unfortunately there's not that many competitive women who want to put themselves out there to do the tournaments and stuff. And like, I, I go into the scratch with the guys knowing that I may not win, but I'm putting myself out there. Cause I know that there's plenty of those guys that I can beat and I'm not afraid to. Absolutely. And it's, it's just a day of bowling. It's a day to get out, see my friends, and do stuff. And why not try to win money at the same time? And, and I was thinking about that question too, because he, you know, he's asked it a few times in, in podcasts. You know, what do we do to better the game for, uh, for women bowling? And I think if we just keep growing the game as a whole, I think it'll just happen more naturally. We don't. It doesn't have to be a targeted approach. I just think overall, as we see our numbers grow, it's naturally you're going to see more women bowling. I'm also seeing more um, a lot of younger. Uh, girls 18 19 and 20 starting to kind of hit the circuit as well which i think is exciting i mean i I was gonna say like i feel like there's already starting to be an uptick yeah absolutely so i i think i think it's just gonna happen naturally um there's gonna be more tournaments and things like that but i think too just like you were saying about yourself putting yourself out there um you know then there's gonna be more doubles tournaments that people are gonna bowl together and things like that and then and i think the game's gonna kind of take care of itself in in that way i think it falls on the women too to to want to put themselves out there to do the tournaments and be able to help it grow on the women's side, not saying that they don't, but we do need more of the women who want to step up and get out there to, to try and help promote it as well with joining the men's tournaments and stuff like that. Well, we talked, who, who, who was the podcast? I think it was with Mac. We were talking about that. Really the big tournaments now are bowler run. Like yeah. they're not, they used yeah. to be all, you know, I, you know, it was either ICBA or NBA state tournaments. Now we're seeing more than ever. It's really, I think Corrado just posted a doubles tournament for mm-hmm. CPL. And I swear I read it. And then I looked at the comments and he said, thank you. We're full. And I think he said like five hours. They, they filled yeah. up, which is yeah, that's, insane. That's amazing. Yeah. 
Um, and I know, and I know you have involvement in the pro series and I want to talk about that as well, but even in pro series, I see that getting, you know, 60, 70 bowlers on some turns. It's fantastic. I don't remember that five, six years ago. Yeah. And memberships. Um, I don't know what we're sitting at for memberships compared to last year, but we're getting more memberships over the last few years than we had a few years ago where memberships were down a lot and we're, we're really getting a lot of more people interested in being a member, even if they're going to miss a couple um, events and stuff like that. I've, I've convinced a few people that you can miss two events and still place and still get enough points to, to yeah. matter to be a member. Well, I mean, I remember I've, it was the, the doubles tournament at Lakeside. I was probably 2018, 2019, whatever it was. And Nate asked me, he goes, Hey, are you going to be a member this year? I'm like, ah, I'm like, I don't know. I'm not sure if I'm going to be able to make like all the things he goes, dude, he goes, there was somebody last year who only bowled half the events and they would have made the playoffs. And, yeah, like, and like some of those guys end up dropping, like the people who make yeah. the playoffs can't make it. And so other right. people. That was all Jeremy last year. I was, like, Wait, was that Jeremy last year? Well, sorry. <laughs> To be fair to death in the family, I'm like, I'm not, I wasn't picking on you. I just, <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, and I think I remember I, I, that was the year I, I won an event and was in the finals and another one and, and like top ten of like I, I think three events got me in the playoffs. Yeah, I think so, so. Yeah, like two last year, two or three, and he came in second. He made the 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 playoffs and came in second for yeah, the year so i do think it it's going to be harder and harder to do that as you get the memberships growing and i, I do think it's it's a good thing because you're going to see people get a little bit more um involved and then they're going to be feel forced to bowl you know four five six events just to, mm -hmm. to make the cut because you're going to see these numbers growing i mean even in the last few years i've seen more guys coming down from maine than i remember seeing in a long time yeah i know some of the, the guys will come down and stay for like if they bowl Friday night and the pro series is Saturday, they stay overnight in like a hotel and then they'll yeah. just come home after the pro series Saturday night and, and do it that way. So it's just like yeah. a one trip for them. Yeah. Cause I mean, Matero was a, was a member last year, I think. Yeah. Yeah. I don't remember if he is this year. I don't, I don't think, think I've he seen is. him yet. It, the pro series is a blur sometimes cause it's just, they go by so fast. Yeah. Now, have you ever been approached about doing something on a pro level for a women bowling or? Um, just because you do have the involvement where you're dealing with most of the guys, has anybody ever said, hey, why don't we do this for the women? No, I think everybody just sees me as basically dealing with all the guys and, and doing it on that end. And I haven't really had much to do on the women's side of anything, shockingly. So all your, your wheelhouse is dealing with the boys. Yeah, basically. I'm one of the guys, I feel like. Perfect. So <laughs> how did, how did she, she keeps us in check. That's just I do, yeah. <laughs> so how did you get involved in the pro series? Um. I think it was a couple years ago, Freshie and Nate were running it. I think Cheech and Norcross were on it and they didn't have anybody to consistently do the 50-50. I was already at every pro series event with Dave. So I was like, do you want me just to do the 50-50? I'll help out. It's fine. So I ended up just doing it every time. And then they ended up needing, I think somebody dropped from the committee. And I was like, well, I'm already there. I'm there every time. You might as well just have, I'll just, I'll be on the committee and I'll help out and I'll do a little bit more. And now I'm here two years in. <laughs> now, now you're pretty invested. And now I'm stuck with everybody. And what, what kind of experience do you have from that? Like, do you feel, do you feel like you're more part of the community doing that? You get to see more faces. Um, yeah, I've definitely like my first year doing it, or even when I was helping out, when I would check people in, um, I would look at people and like, I've known obviously a lot of people from Lakeside, but there was a lot of like the, bigger people that I didn't know from the tournaments there that I had 
no idea who they were. I knew the name, not the face. So as I was checking people in and doing the pro series more, I got to put faces to names and and find out and see who everybody was. And then I got more relationships with them and figured out exactly who, who they were. Now, do you think working at Lakeside, because Lakeside, I don't see as many as I used to, and that just might be my fault, but Lakeside used to be like the place to do a tournament for a while. Like when I first started bowling, I felt like every tournament was at a Lakeside. Yeah, we used to have a lot. I don't really know. I say we like I still work there. It's, it's, never, I, do, I, do, there. I do the exact same thing. Never it's 10 stop. and a half years. It's part. Of, it's like my life. It's part of my blood, I feel like. Um, they did used to have a lot. Um, I don't really know what happened with like them not coming back with tournaments. I did... Um, really pushed for a pro series to go up there this year. And we did get to have the, um, I think it was the singles that was up there. Um, they do a lot of in-house tournaments um, that they do post. Um, I think they posted in the chat or on their page. I just don't think a lot of people have the interest down here because it is kind of far from here. It's an hour. So yeah. it just depends on who really wants to sign up and what the tournaments are for. I wish I, I wish I could remember the number, but um, Lakeside Lanes, I assume that's Tim posting how many mm-hmm. teams they just got for the thing. It's like 132 double. teams, something it's, like that. Yeah, so they used to only do Wednesday night for the Thanksgiving. That's always been Lakeside's biggest tournament. It's always been 6-9 at midnight. They never had issues filling every single lane. Um, I believe because of COVID, they obviously had to like space everybody out. So they decided to open up Friday um, to have some shifts. And I guess Tim just kept it because it worked out for everybody and it's allowed them to open it up to have as many entries as they've gotten, which I think is fantastic because, I mean, they yeah. have 130 something now and it's it's basically full with things like that. Oh, yeah. I mean, that that tournament, you talk about like certain staples in the game, like obviously like Easter, you know, the Easter Classics one. Mm-hmm. I think Thanksgiving doubles is one of those, too. Now, but, you can switch out partners, too, right? Yeah, yeah. So I used to unfortunately bowl in every ship six, nine at midnight when I lived four minutes from the bowling alley, which was, <laughs> but I, yeah, I would every, every shift, you just have to have a new partner and no repeating partners. It's as long as you don't hit the two thirty cap, you're, you're golden to have a new partner every time. And so do you know what, what's the reasoning that you can't bowl at the same time as your partner? I'm sure they've told me I probably just blanked on it over the last few years. I don't remember what it, what the reasoning behind it was. Because I remember being really confused by that when I first went up there. Because I just assumed everyone was going to go up and you know head to head with their partner. And then they yeah, were like, so we were trying to figure it out. And then I remember like it was my first year really bowling anything, and somebody just flat out told me, "You're bowling this spot, he's bowling." And I was just like, "Okay, I'm just happy to be yeah, here." Yeah, a lot of people like up there. They pretty much just dictate where everybody's bowling because they have it in their mind, and then they just call it a day. Yeah. So, yeah, it's weird because, you know, usually you do a doubles tournament or, or a team tournament. You kind of go in there going, OK, I'm going to lead off. You're going to anchor or whatever else. This mm-hmm. is kind of more I, I might be bowling first and then my partner doesn't bowl till third. Like, it, it, but nobody on our team is bowling second. Yeah, it's just yeah, it, it's, it's yeah. a random draw. I feel like half the time. But, no, it's and it's a lot of fun. I'm going up there, but I did the midnight once. And oh, for whatever gosh. reason in my head, I was, yeah. And, and I'm an hour and a half away. Yeah, I'd, my, fall, I'd fall asleep on the ride up. In I my would. head, I was like, okay. And I don't know why in my head I thought, you know, if we bowl midnight, like we end at midnight, I was like, I'll be home by 1.32. First of all, we didn't start bowling until like 12.40. And then yes, all, I'd always get, push back. Yeah. And then we didn't even get out of there until I would say probably 3, 3.30. I remember pulling into my driveway with the sun coming up. And then the next, <laughs> it was our first year with, um, 
with Madison, our, our first. Oh, I remember this story. <laughs> and, and Kate woke me up because she was crying as Kate's trying to cook all Thanksgiving dinner. And I said, she said, you got to get up. She's crying. I said, I'm exhausted. I only slept three hours. And I think her exact words were, that's your own dumbass fault. Get up. You wanted a bowl. <laughs> and she's not wrong. She was not wrong. I mean, it was, Fair point. it was on me. So I don't bowl midnight anymore. I, I'll do the six and the nine and then I'm out of there. I can't do that many games in a row. I did it. I think like I think I was still living up in New Hampshire, so it was like maybe like 2019 or 18, and like I said, I was four minutes from the bowling alley, so it was fine. But 15 games, and I had to cook Thanksgiving the next day. I was not not a functioning person that next day, and 15 games is not not in my uh, wheelhouse anymore. Oh, it's five strings. It's five strings. Yeah. Oh, I was mentally prepped for three and three. Oh, surprise! You just ruined his day. Yeah, sorry to my. I was like, I can do six strings. I've been sore, but I can I can manage six strings. Cool. Obviously, it's been a couple of years since I since I went up there. Jokes on you. Uh, no, jokes on Rich Lamoni. <laughs> oh, is that your partner? Yeah. So he's gonna have to carry me for five strings. So. Get that lemon drop bucket. Oh, no kidding, huh? I don't, I don't have enough ones in my pocket. Let me tell you, I got I gotta go work my side hustle tomorrow morning. I guess. So. But going from uh, from Lakeside, which, if I remember correctly, when they were running tournament after tournament, they were predominantly handicapped tournaments. They didn't do a lot of scratch. Yeah, they're they're mainly handicapped. They have, um, I think, a couple that are hand or um scratch, but I think they do like a handicap and a scratch. Like they just do two separate um like entries into it. But yeah. I could be wrong. Um, I could also be thinking about the states that does handicap yeah. and scratch that we had for. I think seven out of the 10 years that I was there. So I was going to ask though, doing, doing that many handicap tournaments and switching to run, you know, helping run the pro series that really kind of changed the, probably the clientele that you were used to having bowl. Yeah, it's definitely a lot. Like I've seen some big games done at Lakeside and stuff, but it's also, I've seen a lot of the big games with the handicap coming down into the pro series and to the bigger tournaments. That's when I really started to see like, actual big games and big scores and stuff like that where i was like oh i was sheltered from the world bowling in Lakeside and not seeing all these guys down here yeah i was about to say you were you were basically at the little mini bar behind like the first like six lanes right yeah i was stuck in my corner i was advised not to leave behind my bar <laughs> probably safer <laughs> so so when did you ultimately leave lakeside was that like a heartbreaking decision was it it was hard yeah i left um september of 2018 um i got into um medical um billing and stuff like that it was weird i'm really bad with change especially something i've been at for 10 and a half years um it wasn't work at lakeside that was like my family like shane was like my brother tim was a second dad to me greco is still like an uncle like they're still my family my bowlers most of my bowlers, I should say. I do miss. Um, I do get to see them occasionally, but switching from working with the public to being in an office, I'm not going to lie. I don't like the public. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't realize how much I hated the public until I left working with the public. Yeah, I I remember. Go ahead, Jeremy. I was going to say, I I went through the same thing where, I mean, I miss my league bowlers. They're amazing. Most of them. Yeah. I mean, for the most part, they're, they're, they were awesome. Um, but of course now I still, I don't deal with the public per se. Like I deal with contractors, mm-hmm. which most of them were bowlers anyway. So it's like the same, it's like the same like personality. Isn't it's the Dean same one of your customers? Yeah. Dean Sullivan's one of my customers. 
my like my third day i'm sitting at my desk i'm doing like all this training and all of a sudden i hear he's like is that what they're paying you now to sit on your ass and like, oh, and he just has that such a distinct voice you're like oh hey dean how's it going like, son of a bitch and then like like the other like the guys around me look at me like who the hell who's this guy i don't I remember, know I don't know who he is i remember talking to my boss at my office job about working at the bowling alley versus working in the office because i still do both and he said you know well this must be a lot harder than working at a bowling alley that's got to be easy and i said i don't know nobody's trying to fight me here so this has been pretty yeah. like people at the bowling alley sometimes you can be aggressive yeah but it's the public you got it's the seniors you actually have to worry about they're the oh, most yes. aggressive they are very aggressive <laughs> i do especially when you, especially when you go up in price like a, a nickel yeah at god or forbid you, you keep up with yeah. yeah 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 no kidding so, so have you bowled any of the pro series events or are you too busy doing 50 50s um i have not bowled any i'm don't think i would bowl any of them and i don't know why i think i just focus on running the tournaments and stuff which is it's just i'm so used to running the tournaments like doing so much at lakeside that bowling in them doesn't ever cross my mind to to do it i'm just there to work basically i mean you can correct me if i'm wrong but i feel like almost everybody who's on that committee bowls in the pro series everybody who's pretty much been yep, in it. Do. Mm-hmm. um i'm going to tell you as somebody who also runs a tournament it is, you're making the right move it's a pain to try to bowl yeah, i wouldn't even want to try to do both i can't it's, multitask i couldn't even imagine trying to do you're, that you're trying to, to to be you know a halfway decent bowler or have a good day you have to be so hyper focused on your bowling and then to worry about everything that's happening behind you. Yeah. And even if you're not involved, if you hear a question pop up, you want to turn around and answer it while oh, yeah, you have a single pin They see you and they're like, oh, they they help run it. Let me go run to them and ask them a question, even though we're off the clock in a sense. Now, I, I have to ask you this question. I know, Jeremy, you've dealt with this. I, I'm curious if you had this issue at Lakeside. When you bowl in a league in a house that you work at and you're on the lane for your turn, whether you're on the clock or not, Hey, Allie, my ball didn't come back. Do you mind going and get it? Um, I haven't had anywhere like, cause I, I very rarely went out back and did anything. They tried okay. to have me not do that. Um, I would go back and get like a ball if it was missing. Um, but it was more when I was bartending and bowling. Um, when I was bartending on Monday nights and my league is on Monday nights, I'd be up bowling and I'd have people sitting at the bar yelling for me. Hey, I need a drink. Hey, I need a drink. And I, I, I remember specifically one day I turned around and I snapped at the person and I was like, I'm bowling. You can yeah. wait five minutes or go ask somebody who's behind the desk that can get you a beer. Like I'm busy. And that's where it was hard to not have people ask me to check. Like, can you check a pen to see if it's out? I like, get that. The the half? Yeah. yeah. Do you mind checking that? Yeah. No, right now I do ask, go ask somebody at <laughs> Anybody the desk. else. Even now that I'm not working, I still get asked to go check wood or I still chase wood um, on Monday nights. Cause they're, they're so busy sometimes like Shane's bartending. He tries to go out back and fix the machines. Um, little Juno is like, I think he's like a hundred thousand years old or something at this point. <laughs> so I think he's actually, he's mid nineties, I believe. So like, he's not moving like he used to Greco's bowling. Um, Tim's doing as much as he can. So like on Mondays, I still do get asked and I still do help out trying to chase chase pins as often as I can if I'm not being lazy. So you said you didn't go back and work on the machines. So do you know how to fix the machines at all or no? Heck no. <laughs> no. So nobody calls. So now that you've no longer worked there, nobody calls you and says, I have a question on how to fix the machine. No, thank God. 
Sorry, Jeremy. <laughs> I'm spoiled in that way. I I still I, call him. I have a problem. <laughs> I, I I think my favorite is when you try to like video message me to show me the problem, and you're like, "So this isn't working." I'm like, "Dude, all I see is your foot." Yeah, or my <laughs> face because like, I have the wrong camera going. And he turned the camera around. I just think he wants to see my beautiful face. That's all. Yeah, no. So, so, so the thing, so the ball's not going into that. This and this. Um, well, first of all, tie your shoe. Shoes <laughs> untied. <laughs> it's gonna go in one of the belts, and you're gonna get hurt. <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's one of the things. I feel like even when you quit working at a bowling alley, you really never escape it. You, you, you no, don't. Like, even when I'm at a bowling alley, I can hear if a machine's broken, or if I see like a double load, or it comes down on a pin or something. I'm like, don't, don't do anything. Don't reset. You're going to cause it to break. That belt is really squeaky. I, ju- I hear all of the things that I've heard while working at a bowling alley. Oh, yeah. It, it, it took me like light. six months. It took me like six months to not have like PTSD because I'd, I'd go there for the league. I, <laughs> well, I, I still do too. I still do too. Like if, if something happens, like my first instinct is to like, oh shit, lane 18 is broken. And then like, I need to not do that. So you do a little twitch to like, oh, wait, I don't do this anymore. But it, it must have been like the first month on Wednesdays where I think it was Pete Agnes or somebody else. It's like, hey, Jeremy, Lane 17's like effed up. And I'm like, cool. That's unfortunate. <laughs> cool. Go, so, go tell somebody who cares and works here. I'm just saying. But like even when you see like, you know, the rack come down and go back up with a full set of pins and people go to hit the button, you're like, no, 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 no. Don't do it. Yeah, I did it actually last night for that. Like yeah. slow motion, you're like, no. yeah. and then as soon as you, they do it, and you're just like, <sighs> just deflate, like, oh, well, sip down, your lane's gonna break. It'll yeah, be a little bit. nothing we can do about it now. We're just gonna have to work through it. Yeah, gotta wait now. So, so you, you said you uh, got started getting involved in in pro series stuff. So, how did you get involved in the worlds? Um, I think it was 2018. It was at Academy. Um, obviously, Dave runs the American side of it, and I just, I think happened to ask him like who does the 50 50 for you like do you have anybody i get myself i I do this to myself (laughs) (laughs) like i have uh, everybody telling me that i'm good at it it's fine so i was just like do you have anybody and he was like no actually and i was like all right i guess i'll do it so i just started doing it and then stupidly i find myself really liking selling 50 50 i don't know why um so i just stuck around doing it and then when it was what 2019 i think when we had it again nope oh it was last year 2021 when it was at lita um i just volunteered to to do it again and here here we are me doing it i remember i remember doing the 50 50 for mixed worlds and i won't say who it was but i was walking down the line doing 50 50 and somebody looked right at me and then turned and like put his hand in his pocket and turned around and i got right next to him i went you know i'm not begging for money for my own personal gain right you looked you turned away like i was a homeless person begging you for a sandwich like (laughs) i'm only doing this because nate made me do it all right like yeah if i was there i guarantee you nate would have been like ali here's the bucket here's the tickets go do what you need to do like, do you bowl mixed worlds? No, we're usually away. Weirdly enough, every year we're usually away the weekend of the mixed worlds. I've been asked to do it, but yeah. I have something funky in my knee that I can't bowl that many games. Even sometimes oh, I don't be there, I'm dying at the end of it. So I, I, I just want to put myself through it. I still say mixed worlds is more grueling than worlds. Twenty? What do they do? Twenty three games in three days? Something like that. Yeah, that's like yeah. twenty three games too many. For being honest. 
Yeah. And there's, yeah, and there's some teams that go up there with two women. So they got to bowl every. Yeah. Season. And you're stuck bowling. Uh, yeah. I wouldn't, I don't want to put myself through that and also put a team through me not bowling where I should be bowling because I'm, I'm hurting myself. Yeah. Right. Cause I wasn't sure. Cause I know you, like you had mentioned that you weren't up there to do that. And I was thinking about it. It's like, you know, you do bowl at that level. Um, that would, I think you'd be perfect for that tournament. But as you're saying, endurance might be on a tougher. Yeah. I'm even bowling three games. If I don't take my Advil on my drive up, I'm done for like the first game until the Advil kicks in. Cause yeah, currently at 29, I'm, I'm old. <laughs> it's a, it's the mileage. It's not the it's not the oh, year of the model. So bad. Too many games. Too many uh, fifteen games on Thanksgiving Eve. So that's all it was. But I mean, right. bet- I mean, also, I mean, you do the fifty fifty. But between you and Kristen, we're also inputting all the scores like throughout the week too. Yeah. So for the most part, the scores fall to Kristen. Um, we each have like our designated little jobs that we do. I do help out with the scores if I can. Like I'll try to collect the scorecards if I can. Um, pass them out sometimes like when we have to print the um score sheets for each round we i'll read off like who's bowling who and she'll type it in just to try to help alleviate yeah. some stress off of her but for the most part the scores fall on to kristen or a little bit to dave if, if kristen has any questions with the formulas and excel and stuff because no, nobody likes excel like dave likes excel now well, dude well, you there, guys- there there's a, a there's crazy people out there that like are in love with excel Hi, Dave. <laughs> well you have you have danny with his spreadsheets like, like oh yeah my my wife's a like an excel like like freak show like it's i can't do it i can like type things in excel i can save it i, I can highlight like, I try to tell people like for outrun the bear we can't start the next round until kate gets everything in sorted like yeah, that's that's, that's what the world is too. Like it's all in making sure everything is accurate. I yeah. can change the color on the, yeah. on the box. And sometimes I even mess that up if we're being honest. I'm not gonna lie. Copy and paste. <laughs> it's supposed to be blue. Yeah, pick the wrong blue shades. It gets me mad. Yeah. So while you guys are in the in the thick of it, um, when do you guys see the messages that are on Facebook about people complaining that stats aren't getting posted fast enough? Um, so the week of the worlds. I didn't have the best service in there, so I didn't see it. I was being told secondhand to our service wasn't great. We had two hundred people trying to be on the same Wi-Fi. Yeah, I was gonna say Saturday when everybody was basically gone, I had great service. I was able to post things, but with everybody and our computers being on the Wi-Fi, it was just being pulled in too many different directions. Mm -hmm. So I didn't see some of the comments firsthand. I was told by some of the people. Um, but my priority in art and all of our priorities who are running it the people who are in the, the tournament bowling, my guys in the house, my, those are my, my first priority when it comes to the mm-hmm. stats being out. Absolutely. They're my, they're the bowlers. They're the ones that paid to get into everything. They deserve their stats first for, well, before the guys, we need to make sure everything is correct. We right. had some formula issues where some of the scores weren't populating correctly. So that's why there was a lag. And a lot of the people in social media don't process yeah. what it takes to, to do all of this and no. to get it out in a timely manner. Well, teams we that don't uh, asking us teams that don't write in a <coughs> fifth score <coughs> oh it's or, or a couple <laughs> dude apparently writing the fact that they wrote in the totals what saved our ass <laughs> yeah <laughs> you will be able to backtrack it in yeah so basically what happened and and mark gregory was the scorekeeper and he's usually he left his own score out which is the sad part i think it was his score yeah 
<laughs> so he wrote down there were four scores written down and the total. So they were easily able to re, you know, add add things up and figure out what the score was. But if the total wasn't written down, we, I mean, we we would have lost the, the two points and deservedly so. Now, Ali, do you know if um, the trophy's been engraved yet or no? That Cheech is doing it. Because that sounds like auto disqualification, in my opinion. <laughs> it went to the grievance, I think. So, so I think it did. It was really handled. I, I had no idea. Oh, like, I was 100 really, making a joke. I, no, no, at I, the captain's meeting, because we had a lot of issues last year where Kristen and I were running back and forth to a lot of the guys like you didn't sign this you didn't put your scores in you didn't math correctly Dave made a very strong point in the captain's meeting like Mm -hmm. we are not messing around when it comes to the scores your captains are signing off on this if information is not input correctly that's a you problem Mm -hmm. so when that arose it did get brought to the grievance committee where they did discuss it and decided because the total was there and they could figure out what that fifth score was that they would allow them to get the points and and put the score in and, and have it count for something. Yeah, I had no idea that any of that took place until I think it was Friday Friday morning. Uh, Jeff told me, and he's like, "Yeah." He goes, "So he told me what happened." I'm like, "Oh shit!" He goes, "He goes, I'm not gonna lie." He goes, "I voted to like not have the, not give you the points." I said, "If that was the case, I would have been okay with it because on Tuesday or Monday." Dave Monday laid this meeting, yeah, yeah. So Dave laid everything out, and mm-hmm. it was, he was clear as day. So I mean, if he came up to and that's us why and we said, have the captain sign it too to to verify that they read everything and everything is accurate. Right. So you know, if that came up and said, "Hey, we're not going to give you these two points," it'd have been like, "Fair enough." Yeah, you can't be mad at anybody but yourself. No, if no, that no. Were to no, happen, of yeah. course. We so, would still have people mad about it, but. No, no, you can have people mad no matter what decision you make. Yeah, <laughs> we have we can't do anything right sometimes. No. Um, so doing doing tournaments, I've only ever run one tournament out of one house. Is it difficult going house to house with different scoring systems, different different uh, people you're working with? Do you um, find any You don't have to give like specific nightmare situations, but do you have to kind of like learn everybody's system? Um, the systems isn't really the issue, like all the, the proprietors of the houses, like we all have really good relationships with. So like, for the most part, we're just like, Hey, this is what we want. This is when we want it. Can you accommodate this? And then for the most part, they do the systems behind the scenes for us. Like if it's like Lakeside or Academy where it's, it's semi-automatic, they just assign the, the lanes. It's yours. If it's like the, the only issue I think we have sometimes is like the cameras, if they're like off, if it's like automatic. Yeah. Other than that, the systems are pretty pretty easy, yeah. and the people working at the bowling alleys are extremely easy to work with and accommodating for all of us coming in. I mean, it's really only three different systems. I think you could really have now. Yeah, yeah. I think there's what like CompuScore. That's the main one I know from from Lakeside. Yeah, um, CompuScore. We have um, Millis has Cubica, and then we said we see still doing it. <laughs> Four years out, we got, rid, we, we got rid of him, and he's still doing it. And then you have uh, ProScore, which I think is like the bottom of the the, the fish bowl for me. Yeah, I don't even think I've heard of that. You know, the one that? with the three buttons. I think Lita has it. Oh, um, yeah, Lita and I think. Oh, is that what Fico's had? Wubin does too. Uh, Fico's had it. Wubin has it. Yeah. Yeah, that's the only thing I like about that. Because So we have automatic at, um, at Ryan's. And I wish there was a way for open bowling to keep it automatic and for league and tournaments to turn it semi-automatic because there's nothing worse than seeing somebody throw a nine drop and have the 
the single pin move off to the camera and it reads it as a strike. And now they got to rethrow the box. And it's like, especially if there's like a plank there and people get pit, you know, people get pissed because it's like they had an easy layup. The next thing you know, you know, they throw a spread eagle and well, the, the setup isn't really great, though. I mean, we'd have to have somebody like sit in a chair at the pedestal. So if all you have to do is make it so it doesn't auto reset on the third ball, that's all you yeah. have to do. Yeah. Say, Cause I think Woburn, you can hit like the halt button. If it like tries to give you like the strike, you can quickly yeah. hit the halt. If you catch it in time to where it just, it won't reset and you can try to make it for your spare and then just go up and tell the desk to, to correct it to a spare. But that's also why the guys keep score on paper because they don't even go off of the scoreboard. Yeah. The ours right. will just, once it thinks it has all the pins down, it'll just, it just reset. Like automatically. I don't think yeah. I've ever seen you do that. Yeah. So that's why it's not super common, um, but it happened, actually happened at a New England Candlepins taping. Uh, I, I think it was Cheech against Daly, right? German, where Daly was, wasn't a terrible leave that he had. I think, well, no, I think he nine dropped it. It swept it. Yeah, because Cheech wanted Daly to have to shoot the nine drop. Yeah, and then cause I talked to him because he was mad because then he threw he a hammer right afterwards. He did. And I said to him, I said, to be fair, he had a nine drop. He said, I'd rather him try to shoot a single than try to get a strike the way he throws that ball. Yeah, that's true. So, but that's, um, you know, that's one of the, I wish there was a way, and maybe there is a way that we can make it so the bowler has to reset the lane. Um during league and tournaments, but not for open bowling. Like I don't mind it for yeah. open bowling because they don't care. The oh my god, part. they're so bad when it comes to to semi automatic. Anyway, it's so much easier to have automatic scoring for for open bowling. Yeah, it's less of a hassle. Well, well they want to do as little work as possible. Well, they, know, they get yeah. on the spares and then the strikes and then mathing, and it, it's just it's not a good time. I can tell you. I always feel bad when we get like a gr- you know a grandmother bringing her grandkids, and I'm like, "Are you bowling?" She's like, "No, I'm the scorekeeper today." And I'm like, "So I have bad news. Uh, your job has been automated. <laughs> You're a cheerleader today." Yeah, I, it was weird going from you know like because Natick had you know, we only had paper and pencil, so like it's a daily thing, you know, trying to you know teach people how to keep score. Well, how do you keep score? Well, can you add single digits? No. Yeah. I'm speaking best yeah. personal experience. I can't do single digits. I can't do math. <laughs> <laughs> but then, but then, you know, going to, to, to Ryan's where everything was like automated, it was just like, uh, okay, here you go. What do I do? Uh, yeah. how, how do I keep score? Just, just throw the ball. Yeah. The hardest part is like yeah. when people get a spare and they're like, it didn't give me my 10. You're like, you got to wait. Once you throw your next ball, yeah. you'll get, yeah. That's the hardest part. Plus bonus points. Yeah. Oh, how many well, bonus points? Well, Cubica doesn't actually give you the 10. No, it, that's the thing. It's like so. It just sits there. Oh, that's right. You know, You're mad. It confuses me all the time. I get confused with blocks I'm on half the time when I'm there. Yeah. So say yeah. you have like 48 through four, and then you throw a spare in your fifth. It'll just sit at 48 with the dash with the slash going through for the fifth ball. And, right. and, the, and the total won't change. Yeah. So yeah, people will be like, I'm at 48 in a ball, and I'm like, No, you're you're at 58 in a ball. You actually you had a better half than you think you had. Yeah. But going, I wanted to go back to, and I, and I had commented on this too, uh, with people complaining about the scores and stuff like that. I don't think they realize, one, you had the internet issues, but how much goes into what you guys are trying to accomplish. And like you said too, like your priority is the bowlers that are mm-hmm. there, not to people sitting at home wanting to watch. But at the same time, I, uh, I do think it's really cool that people were that demanding of the scores because yeah, it they, they want care. to see it. But mm-hmm. step back and, and process. I'm not saying that they handled it no, well. Yeah. <laughs> but I do think that the, that there's more passion than ever before for people wanting to see results of tournaments they're not at. I think it's really cool and it's it's really telling that there is there is a buzz happening in the game that I think 
you know, we've we keep hearing all oh, the game's dying, the game's dying, but I do th- I think there's there's something there's a little spark happening. Up. Yeah. And people really seem to care. I mean, uh, Kate was even saying it. Um, she had an ACS team match. A guy she didn't know, I didn't know, was commenting on the match. And he actually told him, he's go, he told one of the guys, he goes, you guys aren't supposed to be bowling head to head. There's no commentary. We're like, how the hell does he know this rule? <laughs> but he knew the rule. Like, and then he's asking, he was asking Mike Fabrice, he goes, who are you bowling? And he said back, I'm bowling Katie. He writes back, she's kicking your ass. Like, <laughs> but this is somebody, we have no idea who this is, but he knows the rules of the game. He's commenting on, on a match that, you know, he doesn't know any of the bowlers on. Like, and that's, you know, a singles ACS team match. Now you're talking about worlds. The best some of the, the best. Great, yeah. The best of the best. It's just, it's really cool. Like I've seen some of my matches, some people pop up. I have no idea who they are. You know, you'll see some people like, oh, watching from Minnesota. And you're like, that's cool. Like, okay, you see them just like questioning, like, what is this game for one and two? Is yeah. it out here and stuff like that? Yeah. Yeah. Well, even Carrie runs the Candlepin Bowling TikTok mm-hmm. and the questions that come up. And I swear she sometimes like she'll know what questions are going to happen. So she'll already have like her answer video ready to go. So as soon as somebody asks, like they get three balls, she's like, bam, here's an answer video for you. Like set it all on backlog just in case. Yeah. She does, and it's like, but there's a lot of people that are, you know, asking questions about the game. Oh, wow. I got to try this. Where is there a bowling alley near me? But they live in, you know, Wisconsin. There's none. But it's like, oh, when you come, come to New England, check it out. Yeah. But, and I think you're also seeing a lot of people saying, I got to get back into this. I, mm-hmm. I think there's, there is something. And there's like you guys, back to it. between the pro series and the worlds, you're kind of in the middle of the biggest of them all. Yeah. So it's, it's hard to have all that pressure to get everything perfect which is what we're trying to do too when everything's delayed making sure everything is accurate to be put out there so there is no like hey this is wrong this is wrong we have to go back and do double the work and make our workload even harder than it needs to be yeah now it's just so you know uh jb uh jb trey twenty dollars worth he wants of raffle tickets that's, that's yeah. Jordan, right? That's Jordan, yeah. That is Jordan. Tell my take Benmo. <laughs> I do actually tell some of the people who tell me they don't have cash on them. I do tell them that I take Venmo. I have yet to have anybody Venmo me money, but I have had people go to the ATM to give me money. So I'll take that too. You're gonna start getting Venmo for tickets because I know like out on the bear we have buybacks. And it's a pain. It's pain enough to do credit card, but I've had people come up to me and they said, "I already Venmoed you my buyback," and they walk away. And I'm like, "The hell!" Like, I didn't say this. I cash on me. At least mine's only like five dollars for the most yeah. part. Yours is more. I do weirdly enough bring like twenty dollars in cash every time, just in case somebody by chance says, "Yeah, I'll Venmo you like five bucks." That way, I, I have do money have to, to keep in. money in the safe um, <laughs> leading up because I don't like walking around with that much cash. Yeah, um, because that does happen between all the buybacks and everything else. Like you can't. I've thought about it before. I'm like, if I walk in, oh, some all somebody has to do is rob me. And like, sorry guys, no prize fund. I got robbed yeah, in the park. The biggest lot. thing with like the fifty fifty two is like, I had all that money, and I thankfully Teddy and Lexi last year too, when we had it, they were great about like keeping our things like in the locked office, so I didn't have to worry about walking away from my table and having all that money just sitting there in a backpack or, or something where people could just like easily swipe it. It's terrifying. Yeah. As far much. as bowlers, like you, like I know even when I trust done, my, most of my bowlers with but, it, like, but you have a lot of people, them. but you have people coming in to watch friends and family and you don't yep. know them. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's terrifying having to be responsible for that much money sometimes. And then you look at, it's not a knock on them at all, but you look at Academy that's so big. I know during mixed worlds, they had open bowling going down 
it was they did at the Worlds too. Eight lanes. Is it eight on the left side? Oh, yeah. I think they took out four, and I think they had twelve originally. Yeah. So, so, if, yeah. so if you have open bowlers and they walk in, and you got a basket of money, you yeah. may not have a basket of money anymore. That's why we always made sure, like one of us was at the table at yeah. all times, or if we had like a bowler in the bar area that we trusted, we knew it was going to be there. They would be like, "Hey, I'm just going to run to do this real quick. Can you just keep an eye on it?" And they would. They were very obviously welcoming to help us do that. So, like, we've always made sure somebody has an eye on the table for us at all yeah. times if we have to walk away. So that's one of the things too that you had said about, you know, all these pro series events and having a good relationship with the, you know, the bowling alley, the proprietors and all the people working there. Cause a lot of people who work at bowling alleys are bowlers. Let's face it. Like we all kind of yeah. run into each other. Um, you know, you don't usually we'll, we'll help each other out. Like, you know, if I go to Lakeside, I know the people that are there. If I like, you know, I know Shane, I know, even though I can't stand Shane for, um, <laughs> Is he back on Facebook? Um, so actually, it's weird. I talked to him about it last night. Um, he's not on Facebook. His Facebook and Messenger isn't deactivated. He just has no, like, he doesn't go into it. He has no apps. He has nothing on social media. He used to be very entertaining on Facebook. I was very disappointed when he left. <laughs> he's an abrasive person. Yeah, it was fantastic. That's what social media needs. <laughs> now, I have, now I have to put all my hate and energy into Jeremy. It's tough. <laughs> it's true. For you. Yeah, it's true. He does. He does that. So, so even though it's difficult for you to bowl more than a string and a half before your knees give way, what are some bowling like check marks you want to put on your resume? I know you you still have a long career. You're, you're 29. I know you said you feel much older than 29. I do. But um, uh, what I what are some really things you want to check off? I don't really know if there's much. Like, I don't have any titles, so I guess maybe a title in something like I haven't bowled in enough to win anything. I think the most I've gotten close to was with Kevin, um, Kevin Davis. We bowled in the States together a few years ago and we came in first for handicap and scratch for the mixed doubles. I think I went 600 and he was like 699 or, or something like that. He bowled out of his mind and we weren't even like, nobody had a chance to, to catch us. So I guess, anything would just be winning a title at something doesn't have to be anything specific see jeremy not everybody has a heartbreak around 700 it's fine <laughs> <laughs> i had to segue that back in somehow <laughs> so we do want to talk a little bit about the world so i'm sure you were there from all the way through monday through saturday what were some yep. big uh big moments that happened over at at world's um, apparently me drinking my two drinks that were caught and put on Facebook. Um, that was fantastic. <laughs> um, Teach will catch you. It was, it was, I thought they were taken at the same time. They weren't, it was two different times of me being caught chugging a beer. So <laughs> I thought, it was, I thought it was two different angles of the same. I nope, thought it was the same as well. Two different times. I looked at the pictures and it's not the same time. There's time stamps. <laughs> yeah. There was certain people were around me. Certain people weren't, I knew they weren't the same pictures. Um, I don't really. It was around the same place, though, right? Well, that's where the guys, where Dave's team was bowling. Those three matches or the three games. Oh. I think I was just there at when I had a break gotcha. in the, the busyness. Um, I don't know if like I specifically remember anything big happening because I was just so focused on hitting my goal for the fifty-fifty, which I did. But other than that, I don't. I'm not. I don't really watch much bowling in there. Unfortunately, no. I'm just... too focused on doing everything else to make sure. Dave can focus on bowling and, and Kristen and I can try to do as much as we can to help him not have to 
So, like, when the finals were over, did you ask, like, oh, did you win? Like, or do you oh, at no, least watch that? Oh, no, that was a question. I just walked up to the bar and got a beer. <laughs> it just, I kept my distance for a little bit. <laughs> I'll tell you, it was funny. Uh, we were watching it back at, at Ryan's. And, um, you know, at one point, it got a little lopsided. It was, I think, Academy. You can correct me if I'm wrong, but I think Academy was up close to 100 pins. And one of the girls working, I won't say who, said, uh, well, there's no way they're going to lose. And I told her to shut up very nicely. And uh, yeah, it's always a bad thing to say. I mean, unfortunately. And, like, and, I, and she said, why? She's like, they're up 100 pins. I said, you know, when you ask me, like, how good of a bowler somebody is, and I say they're top five. And she goes, yeah, I said, four of them are on lucky strike. Like, <laughs> and then yeah, I'm going to tell you, Godwin went up, Godwin went up through the hammer. Um, and then I know Freshie threw a hammer. We're talking the last two boxes for each mm. of them, and I just kept thinking to myself, like, if one of them has a triple in here, it's going to get what? real tight, real Dude, quick. If if, if if Baker got up and threw the triple, I was going to get very nervous. B- Baker almost single handedly took that whole thing back by himself. He did. Yeah. Like, yeah. We're yeah. looking. We're looking at each other, and we're like, dude, we like we need to like offset these 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 marks. Like, like just do something. Yeah. <laughs> There, there's no lead when you're talking about no. that level. The, the finals for both teams, there's no lead that either team would have felt. Yeah, I doesn't say with. anything in that tournament. There's no well, 100 pins is is nothing to most of these guys in that. No, tournament. I mean the the semifinals when we were bowling Calvin's team, we were up 130 at one point in the second string because our team went on like a, a 12 mark run. Yeah, yeah. And, there's there's a lot of noise over there, and then it went quiet for a few minutes. And then the third string happened, and we only won total by like 60. Yeah, they, so, they came back on that last one. Calvin was telling me that. Oh, oh I, he was he was funny. Just I mean, at the time it wasn't funny, but <laughs> now it's funny. Um, he's just like sixty four and dropping. That's Calvin. Fifty five and dropping. That's Calvin. <laughs> Seventy it, it and the, climbing. It wasn't uh, the playoffs, but when you guys bowled Calvin's team, uh, it was on the the CBN's channel yeah and i had a laugh because it was i think nick made the five seven clean for a spare i, th- I mean the game was out of hand at that point oh that was funny and he and calvin Stop it. To him. you're he goes, so mean oh, you're so mean yeah <laughs> why why yeah that's what you- i love calvin he can be a yeah. pain in the ass sometimes but that's just that's calvin for you he, it was it was it, he made funny. me laugh there was so many times like he uh they caught a lot of tough breaks in that match where he, I mean, he's shooting two and one, two and one, two and one. And I think it was JJ who was just like, well, he's like, well, are you going to make it? Are you going to make the shot? And he's like, I'm going to, I don't want to, but I'm going to. <laughs> so uh, Kate, Kate posted in the comments that she's hoping somebody at least paid for a few of your beers. I honestly, I had a lot of people offer me beers and shots. I had some people buy me some shots um, everybody was really like, not even the beers, like to show me their things, like, or Kristen and I, the things, even day one, we had so many people come up to us and just thank us for everything that we do and what we have been doing and what we've done behind the scenes. Cause I spent, I can't even tell you how many hours I spent pre-ripping tickets to make sure I had enough rolls. Cause last year we went through 10 and I was ill prepared. I had to run out to Staples. I had to have Lexi give me some. So everybody was extremely thankful and voiced it and that alone meant more than anybody could have bought me in beers that's good to hear because yeah. yeah. I, I mean for the, for the most part i mean i feel like for the most part i mean it's a thankless job yeah 
you know, anyone who's done, you know, run a league, league, any sort of league stats, especially something on that high of a magnitude, it, it's, it, it's, it's a thankless job. You're not going to please everybody. Right. Yeah. When you have all the focus on the lanes, they don't really realize what goes in, you know, to yeah. the back. Until they see us running around like chickens with their head cut off, trying to make sure everything is signed correctly, scores are in, and then they're like, oh, maybe they, uh, do a little bit more than we think while we're, we're bowling up here. Yeah, I think too with with uh, like even even now run the bear like it took a few tournaments people finally realized like I don't do anything at that tournament. <laughs> You're just the face of it. I'm just the face of it, and people will be like, "So you know what's what's been the cut?" I'm like, "You got to talk to Kate. I have no idea." Like I don't know everything that I've said. She told me to say, and then I'm just repeating it to everybody in my ear, and I'm just voicing it for her. But that's where I feel like you and Kristen do are kind of in that same boat where you're doing a lot behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's good to hear that you guys are getting recognition because there's been a lot of tournaments that I've seen where the people that are really busting their butts behind the scenes aren't, they're not the ones that are the face of it necessarily. So they're not getting the people the don't realize that they're there doing it. Yeah. I was very yeah. impressed and in shocked by how many people, like I said, even just day one were already thanking us for, for everything that we had been doing and what we were going to do that week. And then come Thursday night or Friday, how many more people on top of that were just saying thank you and offering to I, I Sean Sears is like, my tab is open. You and Kristen and Dave put some food or put some drinks on it, whatever you want. Some of the other guys were, were helping in, in saying stuff. And even when I was ripping it's by myself of the bar calvin was sitting like on the glass and he was helping me rip tickets and like they were all offering if needed to help us with anything that we needed which yeah. that alone like i said is just it was fantastic to hear and to see and to feel that they appreciated everything that we do do for them mm-hmm. it's good it's like i said just it's good to hear it sounds like overall it was a great weekend i know you said you had that one glitch but um i mean you That's guys were, you're pumping out as much stats as you know people needed and, and of course there was a lot of uh play-by-play that was being televised and things like that like i think overall it was a hell of a tournament i think you guys are doing a great job with it um are you going to canada i'm hoping to yeah as long as everything works out with like i mean my my boss weirdly enough is a bowler not like a professional doesn't do it like he doesn't know it he knows some names um he bowls at a park place so i was explaining it to him and i'm hoping he'll be fine with me going. I don't think he will. He's been really leaning with everything. So if I have the time off next year, I'll be going up to Canada. I went up in 2019, I think. I'm excited to have a year in Canada where I don't have to do anything because we don't run the Canadian side, which is great for me. <laughs> so you can just there, like, actually watch bowling. Yeah. And drink. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we had a few questions on the Facebook post, dude. Oh, didn't we? Yeah. <laughs> so, so which is your uh, your favorite Kacharna? See, Blanca's always going to do this to me. <laughs> I'm going to have to say Blanca so she doesn't kill me. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Was it Dave? Yeah. Was it Dave? Was just like, uh, you're probably fifth. <laughs> yeah, and there's only four of them. <laughs> no, there's like twenty of them. There's four of the siblings. Siblings, yeah. But then they're like, oh, then my mom bowls and my niece. And I was like, I can't. Yeah, there's too many of them. Uh, I mean, there's the honorary Gacharda and Eddie Woodside. I mean, like, yeah. I mean there's. And Body and Corrado. Uh, yeah. 
Everybody at so. CPL basically is like an honorary Gacharna. Yeah, that that that's a that fan, I feel like every tournament I've been to, there's a, I meet a new Gacharna that I didn't know existed. <laughs> they just multiply. They just, they, just, <laughs> uh, they do. Just show up everywhere. It's Dave Barber comments Darius Rucker. Yeah. So what happened was what um, happened? <laughs> a couple of years ago, I thought I had the world's biggest kept secret and we were like packing boxes or something. And Dave told the Alexa like play and he just mumbled a song and somehow Alexa picked up um, Darius Rucker wagon wheel. And I had just heard on the radio a few months ago, something I never knew that Darius Rucker was Hootie from Hootie and the Blowfish. And I was so excited to tell Dave, like, thought nobody knew this. And he just looked at me and said I was pretty and that everybody <laughs> already knew this. <laughs> so, yeah, no, that's my... Nobody uh, tell her about Hannah Montana. Don't, don't break my heart. <laughs> <laughs> her achy, breaky heart. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't a proud moment of mine. And he doesn't uh, let me live that down like three years later. Yeah. Uh, so... We're right around the hour mark. I usually finish up with the one question I ask everybody. Like, did you watch the bowling shows growing up at all? Like, or anything like that? I didn't. I hated watching bowling on TV, but my dad and my grandfather did. Um, I remember going to my grandparents' house every weekend and me sitting in the kitchen bored while they were in the living room watching. Uh, that's fair. I mean, like my, my wife always said, she knew when Saturday morning cartoons were over, when bowling came on. So she turned the TV off. <laughs> Um, but but did you do you have like a favorite bowler that you you know once you got into the game that you kind of looked up to or just really liked to watch? I think it would have been just mainly Tim. Um, just working with him and and seeing how he is as a person on and off the lane and yeah. seeing him bowl like that man. He didn't bowl for like two years when I was still working there, and he needed to sub on a Thursday night, and he picked up a ball and went like four twenty five, and he had him bowl for two years. Like it was it's it was nothing to him. <laughs> So just to see, like, to see and to work with him and, and to be in his presence, I guess you could say, is that's, that's just my my. Might be changing my pick for my uh, 25th team roster. <laughs> I'm uh, Timmy is, there. Yeah, no, Tim, Timmy, Timmy is awesome. I'm, I mean, I've only had a handful of encounters with him, but each I've time... I've heard a lot of people bad. credit him with, the, with bringing the fist bump into the game. I don't know about that. I'll have to ask him. Was it him that was on TV, was doing the fist bumps with people and nobody else was doing that? Or the high fives? Maybe. maybe. I thought somebody said that on a podcast. I could be making that up. So it sounds like something he would do, though. He's just such like a people person, nice guy to just like cheer everybody else on. You're going to ask me, like, I never did that. I just want somebody said that. I'm not, I, I, I got to go back and listen to all 44 podcasts or whatever it is. Was that what number we're on? I, I was no just, idea. I was just was starting over job. with, I was starting over with season two. I was like, yeah, it's easy. What, ep- it's like what episode, two, episode of season two are we on, Jeremy? Huh? What episode of season two are we on? Two. <laughs> <laughs> I can count that high. Are we, are we the shortest biweekly running podcasts? No, that would be Corey and Jordan. We're middling. <laughs> we had like five episodes and never showed up again. Two out of three ain't bad. <laughs> what you have to do is be consistent all the time and then never again. And that's the yeah. strategy for success. That's what we've done. You know what happened is we had Sundays and then football season started and it ruined our Sundays. As it was. All I'm hearing are excuses. Corey's like, I don't know. I got, I got drafted to Exeter and just Sundays were too hard for me. 
Jordan won the title. I Jordan got the title. I got drafted. And we just couldn't handle these podcasts anymore. <laughs> that was it. That was it. <laughs> Too many autograph signings. <laughs> Big time the podcast. Allie, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. We really appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Everybody that joined us tonight, thanks a lot for being in the comments. Uh, great episode tonight, as always. Look for it again uh, sporadically. They kind of let me know a couple days before, and then we plan it. We go forward. Me and Jordan will eventually try and come come live again. But uh, great episode tonight for the Approach Podcast. I'm Corey with Candleton Corner, Danny, Jeremy, and Allie, the guest tonight. Uh, Tune in next time. Not sure who we'll have, but we'll be here again. I'll Venmo you the five bucks. Bet.